0: Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association podcast. I'm Joa Hogan, Director of Education Services. On this episode of Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Executives, we learn more about Corey Nelson, CEO at Sioux Center Health. Corey has nearly 20 years of healthcare executive experience across the U.S., including South Dakota, Arizona, Nebraska, and most recently, Iowa. He started as a CEO of Sioux Center Health in 2018. His experience includes work in both the public and private sector, including serving as a deputy director for the Arizona Department of Health under Governor Jan Brewer. Corey was born and raised in Carroll, Nebraska. He has a bachelor's degree from Wayne State College in Wayne, Nebraska, and a master's degree in public administration from the University of South Dakota. Corey has a lot of insight to share, and we are excited to learn more about him. Hi, Corey, and thanks for joining us today. Let's get started by hearing about what your typical day looks like.
1: A typical day for for me here at Sioux Center Health involves uh, spending a lot of time out uh, in the different areas of the facility. I try to to do rounds in the facility uh, three or four times a day, going up through the clinic, going through our imaging areas, uh, hitting our med surge floor, uh, catching our ER, and then uh, sitting down by the time I get back and dealing with the 40 or 50 emails that have come in while I've been gone. Uh, seems like then it's followed by two or three four more two or three more meetings that that happen uh usually I have some uh some contact with each of my senior leaders during the day to see what's uh going on in each of their areas. A lot of times, I reach out and I touch base with a few board members about what's going on in the community and then uh currently, I'm spending a lot of time talking with donors as we're going through our large building project here.
0: Can you tell us more about those building projects coming up?
1: Yeah, so we are, we're really working on, uh, updating all of our healthcare services here in Sioux Center. Uh, some of you may know that, uh, you know, about five years ago we opened a brand new hospital here in Sioux Center and, uh, we've been fortunate enough to be a growing rural community and we're almost, uh, outgrowing our clinic space in that facility. So we're adding 16 new clinic rooms and, s- and offices and support areas for staff to uh, to handle that expansion. We're adding 7 new exam rooms in our specialty clinic cuz we're continually adding new specialists uh, to the area so our patients don't have to travel outside of the region to to get some of that high quality specialty care that a lot of rural areas don't offer. Uh one of the biggest actually expansions we're doing is in our senior care uh, side of things. We operate currently a nursing home, assisted living and independent living as well. So we are adding 32 new skilled nursing home rooms adding 24 new assisted living apartments and then we're adding a 16 unit uh, memory care assisted living uh, suites as well so that that's pretty exciting for us and then you know our our campaign on this is all is called growing community because our our whole community is growing but we're also trying to grow a community in our in our senior campus. So we're tying all of that together with what we're calling a Main Street area. And it really will have kind of that, that mall feeling that, that when you walk in there, it's kind of that, that smaller town or mid-sized town mall. We're going to have a, a salon and spa in there, community room, a beautiful chapel. Uh, we're actually going to have a social club in there and then some additional dining and cafe options. Uh, along with some outdoor seating and amenities, including, you know, fire pit and stuff like that. So people can really enjoy coming out and visiting individuals in our senior campus. And it and it doesn't create that isolating effect that you find when you go into to a lot of different places where seniors go after they can't be in their own home. So it's a pretty exciting opportunity for our community.
0: It's quite the accomplishment. And uh, speaking of accomplishments, what are some of the other accomplishments that you've had as a CEO of Sioux Center Health? You know, I've only been here
1: about, uh, I suppose, 16, 17 months now. But uh, when I was hired, the board uh, really tasked me with kind of creating a, uh, a 25-year master plan for the campus and then also really working on our strategic plan uh, to, to keep up with the needs of our community. So not only are we doing all of this expansion already starting in uh, in April or May this year, but we've worked on scoping out what the next 25 years looks for Sioux Center uh and the surrounding areas. You know, we also, uh in the last year, we purchased a, a clinic in Haywarden. Uh, so we've expanded our reach to the western part of our county and helped serve uh, a lot of the individuals over there that were having to drive 20, 25 miles to receive care from Sioux Center Health. And then we've uh, really worked on on making our people in our organization the most important aspect of it, whether that be the patients or our employees. I think that's been represented in, in a number of the awards that we've gotten. We've gotten a top workplaces award in the last year for the state of Iowa. Uh, we have an 86% first-year employee retention rate. Uh, we have uh, a number of awards for the care that uh, that happens inside of our facility as well, so a Women's Choice Award in our ER. So it's really been exciting to try and promote that culture and build on, on a solid foundation that was here at Sioux Center.
0: Oh Well, congratulations on all of those accomplishments. You served as hospital executive in several states. Has it been different working in an Iowa hospital?
1: Each state has its own uh, unique set of of, of circumstances as you work through and you have to learn the knowledge of each state. What I'll tell you about Iowa, and maybe it's Iowa, maybe it's Northwest Iowa, but I've never really had the opportunity to work in a community or a region that is just so supportive of, of each other, whether it's the employees here at the facility, whether it's the uh, the uh patients and the residents that come here for services, uh whether it's the businesses within the community uh, or the donors that are contributing to this project. Everybody wants everybody to be so successful in this region. And I think that's, again, why you see you know, Sioux County growing in, in, in a rural area when a lot of the rural America is, uh, is, is really declining or at least stagnant in that. So it's pretty exciting for me to be in an environment that is really thriving. So I'm just enjoying every day here.
0: So, Corey, you grew up in the Midwest, but then you moved to Arizona. What brought you to Arizona?
1: Yeah. So a large part of my career was working in government at at pretty high levels. So in those roles over the years, I think I I worked for seven different governors uh, in various roles. So like when I was working in South Dakota, uh, I was doing uh, some some additional work out in Arizona, and that kind of caught the eye of Governor Brewer, who then recruited me out there. Uh, She literally called me while I was sitting in the airport in Minneapolis to talk about a job, and so that led me to, to move to Arizona. And and kind of as politics go, when you serve in those higher levels, so I was serving as Governor Brewer's Deputy Secretary of Health. So when, uh, her term of, uh, was done being governor, kind of turned out that my time was done as well. And then that, that just happens, so. You know, when, when that happened, I just kind of looked at things that were happening in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I have a, have some kids in South Dakota yet and, and family in Nebraska and South Dakota and just decided that it was time to, to come back to the Midwest. And i tell you what, I'm really enjoying the two-minute commute to work instead mm-hmm. of the 45 minutes of, of commuting in eight lanes of traffic.
0: A part of this podcast is getting to know hospital executives beyond their work at a hospital. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: You know, probably at around 15, I decided I wanted to be a probation officer. Um, believe it or not, uh, the reason I wanted to be a probation officer is because when I was 14, uh, the judge gave me a really good probation officer. I wasn't always making the best choices as a young kid, and uh, so when I when I started meeting with this probation officer, I, you know, he really helped me decide that I had a choice of two different roads to go down, and he helped me choose the better path. So with that in mind, I really... Uh, set out on my path to to help make a difference in people's lives every day and, and help one person at a time, just like someone helped me. You know, my life could have turned out uh, much different had I not had the the opportunity to to interact with that individual. So that's what I did. I went to college and became a probation officer and a chief probation officer and deputy secretary of corrections, and then uh, on into healthcare. So kind of a, a really strange route to get here, but uh, you know, it just shows that uh, that one person can make a difference in, in someone's life. When you don't even know what's going to happen.
0: Well, and have you had a chance as an adult to interact with that person that changed your life so much?
1: I did. You know, when I became a probation officer and then chief probation officer, I'd go back and I'd talk to him. Uh, he was also a pastor on the side, so we had a lot of conversations around that. Uh, he's since passed on, but uh, it, it was really a good opportunity to... To, to know that <clears throat> I was able to let him know the difference that he made in my life. Yeah. And, and you know, it's kind of been fun for me. Uh, I I had a few, uh, still have a few people that I worked with when I was in that career path that, that have gone on and, and done some amazing things and kept in contact. So I think my goal of helping one person was achieved, and I'm hoping I'm helping more people every day.
0: So what do you enjoy doing in your spare time when you're not at the hospital?
1: You know, I probably have... Too many hobbies and not good at any of them. Um, <laughs> I love to go boating. I love to play golf. I, I love to hunt. Uh, I love to, to ride my Harley. My dad and I go on a, on a Harley trip every year with some other people. Uh, and like anyone, I love spending time with, with my kids and my grandkids. Uh, I have a daughter in Yankton who's a counselor, and she and her husband have two amazing kids that I love to, to, to be around and, and hang out with. And then I also have a daughter in Arizona who's an engineer and, and currently she's working on Hellfire missiles in her job so it's kind of fun to to know how how much smarter she is than, than I am about uh, a whole lot of things. so I don't even understand half the stuff that she's uh, she's telling me, but it's fun to to see them grow up and, and really uh, become uh, amazing adults
0: and so on that harley trip, do you go to the same place every year, or do you switch up your destination?
1: Don't no, we switch it up every year? We we usually go between uh, five and ten days, uh, depending on the ride and depending on the weather. Uh, so it's just a, a really nice time to to unplug. And and as a CEO, you know that's one of the important things that you have to do is you have to figure out a way to unplug. And you know when you're when you're on your bike or or you're out hunting or doing something like that, that's a really great way to get your mind in a different place. It's kind of like the book with the Zen of
0: Motorcycle Maintenance.
1: Yeah, I, I just love to do a lot of that stuff. You know, last night I had my Jeep all tore apart, uh, you know, working on it. I still do a lot of work on all my own vehicles because being uh, was a young kid, I was raised in a repair shop with my dad and taught me how to do stuff. And again, it's a great a great way to just uh, to unplug and do something else and put your mind into a different frame.
0: And so what would people be surprised to know about you beyond all that you've already told us? Uh,
1: probably that, uh, probably as a younger person, I used to rodeo and, and break horses. Uh I think uh, probably though they may have broke me a little bit more uh, a couple years ago when I was 48, I already had a first total knee replacement and my fourth knee surgery to go along with the back surgery and both rotator cuffs. So I'm not sure who won that battle all those years ago, but I sure wouldn't change a bit
0: of it. And you got exposed to healthcare early on. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) I've had my own share of rides in ambulances. For our last question, what advice would you give other hospital leaders?
1: For for me, it's really simple. Get to know your people. They're, they are the best thing an organization has going for it. And then help them focus on getting the basics right. You know, you do those two things, and an organization that builds on great people with solid fundamentals will continue to grow and be successful. I think so many times we get caught up in, uh, in all the other stuff that's going around. We fail to focus on the people and the basics. And, and when we go back to that every day, it really helps uh, ground us and, and keep us moving in the right direction.
0: Thank you, Corey, for sharing your story today. This podcast is an opportunity to learn more about Iowa hospital leaders, and IHA will be releasing more episodes in the coming weeks. Join us next time to get to know another Iowa hospital executive.